Good evening, everybody. We're going to start by reading our scripture. Silas, if you don't mind putting it up here, let me make sure everybody can read it, can see it. It's good to be together tonight, isn't it? Here's the word of the Lord. This is found in John chapter 20. This is verse 19 through 31, and I'll read it for our hearing. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hand and put my fingers in the mark of the nails and, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hand. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. The Lord bless the hearing of his word. Before I get started, I just want to acknowledge I've got two really special friends here. Tonight, I'm so glad to have them. I have Reverend Dunbar here. Wave to us, Reverend Dunbar. And I have my friend A.T. Hargrave here. Wave to us, A.T. I'm so glad that y'all are here to worship with us tonight. And I'm so glad to see the, everybody else. Let's pray. Eternal and all-wise God, we thank you. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is to be worshipped and your name is to be praised. Fill this place, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable, God, in your sight. You are my strength and you are my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Earlier that day, Mary Magdalene had given the disciples the report. Mary Magdalene had been the first person to encounter Jesus after his resurrection. And she came to his disciples, the men disciples, to let them know that Jesus was alive. The disciples surely heard what Mary Magdalene said, but could this really be true? Could this really be true that Jesus is alive because just a couple of days before, they had witnessed the worst thing that they had ever seen in their lives, the torture and execution of Jesus. 
who just for that had been astonishing crowds with signs and miracles and wonders, raising folks from the dead, healing the sick. And yet on the day of his own demise, Jesus seemed completely unable to save himself. And right now, the disciples are cannot get over the images of his death and are completely overshadowed by gruesomeness. Whatever the signs, the, the miracles, the wonders had been, those things are now completely overshadowed by death. And they are now just finding each other again after having been shattered by grief and scattered by fear. They are scattered because the streets of Jerusalem are teeming with angry Jews. They are scattered because their very association with Jesus could cost them their lives. But now they are together again. The scripture says that they are hiding. They are in a room behind a locked door. And I can only imagine what they are thinking and what they are feeling. I can only imagine how Mary's message makes them feel. If it were me, I would be shocked. I would be um, scared. I would be excited. I would be happy. I would be hopeful. And all of a sudden... Jesus shows up in the room. He somehow penetrates this locked door and he says to the disciples, peace be with you, which is a phrase that we find in scripture over 30 times and a common salutation among Christians, Jews, and Muslims. They are so happy to see him. Can you imagine? They are so happy to see him because surely his presence today is going to answer some questions. Surely his presence today is going to ease and put away their fear. Surely Jesus has come to make it all all right. But the scripture says Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the 12 was not with them when Jesus came. So where was Thomas? Where is Thomas? We don't know where Thomas is, but we do know some things about Thomas. Of course, we know that Thomas is one of the original 12. That Thomas is referred to in the book of John and also the book of Acts. From John 11, we know that Thomas has been a brave and devoted follower of Jesus Christ. When Jesus says that he has to go back to Judea to raise up Lazarus from the dead, despite the threat from the Jews, Thomas is the disciple who speaks up and says, even if we die there, we are going with him. We know that Thomas is also pragmatic and outspoken, that when Jesus tells the disciples in John chapter 14 that he is going to the Father to prepare a place for them, it is Thomas who speaks up and asks the question that I'm sure all the disciples wanted to know, Lord. We don't know where you are going, so how do we know the way? And Jesus famously says, a scripture that most of us know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That was Thomas. And we know that Thomas is present 
in places beyond John 20 that we just read. Like in the boat where Jesus miraculously fills the disciples' nets with fish in John chapter 1. And Thomas is in the upper room in Acts chapter 1. We know that beyond that, his story continues in powerful ways. That Thomas is the one who evangelizes India. That Thomas writes the Gospel of Thomas, which is one of the most profound books of the non-biblical, non-canonical Bible. That was Thomas. We know he was martyred in India. We know that he is buried in India at a place called Sandstone Church. And we know that Thomas has a twin. But Thomas is not, y'all, best known for his courage in John 11 or his question in John 14 or his martyrdom in India. Thomas is best known as what? The doubter. The doubter in John chapter 20 a stigma that preachers have reinforced throughout the ages. It's a story that is that we often use as a warning, right? A cautionary tale of what a Christian ought not be. But I don't believe that we have been fair to Thomas. I don't believe that we have been right with Thomas, that we have not considered the totality of the man's work and the totality of this man's witness that we have forgotten that just like you and me, Thomas had a before and Thomas had an after. We have solely judged this man on his in-between. The in-between time of Thomas's life is the time when Thomas is absent from that room. The time when he didn't know what to believe. The time when he struggled with his faith. The time when he needed something more than just a word from his friend. I believe that the in-between season of Thomas's life teaches us so many valuable lessons about ourselves, about faith, about doubt, about humanity in general. First thing that Thomas's in-between teaches us is that sometimes pain Pain, y'all, drives us to secret places. When Jesus appears to the disciples in that room, Thomas is nowhere to be found. Where is Thomas? We don't know. The scripture doesn't say. And I'm glad that the scripture doesn't say because for me it proves the point that sometimes we just need to go off the grid. Sometimes we need a secret place, a place to unravel, a place to disarm a place to spiritually and emotionally and psychologically undress, a place where we don't have to have all the answers, a place where we don't have to look like the perfect Christian all the time. And I believe that we all need a place, a secret place. And sometimes that secret place could be a therapist's couch or a fishing boat, but we all need a place to go process pain. Because if you have not heard already, life is hard. Life is hard. And more than that, if you consider yourself following Jesus, particularly into the hard places, you will find out very quickly that it's real out here in these Jerusalem streets. 
Sometimes pain drives us to secret places. Another thing that Thomas's in between teaches us is that we are not one dimensional. Thomas had a twin. And I believe that we all have twins within, that you and me and everybody else, we live with dualities and paradoxes and dichotomies and complexities. That sometimes in our lives, we are our brave selves and sometimes we're someone else. Sometimes in life, we are our faithful selves and sometimes we're somebody else. And sometimes we are our strongest selves and sometimes we're somebody else. But within us all, there is the duality of human and holy. And within us all is the dichotomy between mysticism and reason, faith and doubt. And this is why we cannot continue to judge poor Thomas. Because just like Thomas had a twin, we all have twins within yin and yang, Esau and Jacob, Cain and Abel, generosity and selfishness, fear and courage within all of us are the diverse reflections of what it means to be human, particularly humans living in pursuit of God. Thomas is in between doesn't just tell us some things about ourselves, though. Thomas's in-between also tells us some things about Jesus. And the first thing that I love that this story tells us about Jesus is that he is not limited by our limitations. You see, when the other disciples were gathered in that room, I wish I had an organ right here. When the disciples were gathered in that room, the Bible says that the door was locked. Locked. Now, usually a locked door is a pretty good barrier, right? Usually a locked door provides a pretty good defense. Usually a locked door can keep me in and others out. But Jesus does not conform to the usual. Can I get an amen? And Jesus is not bound by our barriers. And Jesus is not limited by our limitations. You see, God has a way of letting God's self right on in, of showing up in places where we do not expect to see him. Let me pause. You all might not have been warned that I'm a black Pentecostal woman. Insert that right there. Okay. God has a way of letting God's self in. Jesus defies our false senses of protection and security. Jesus defies our psychological locks and our emotional cages and our spiritual vaults. Jesus exists completely outside of our box, unbothered by your space and your time, unconfined and unconformed. This is confirmed to me by the psalmist in Psalm 139 when he says, where can I go from your spirit? And where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, God, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, God, you are there. You see, an omnipresent God cannot be controlled. An omnipotent God 
will not be confined. And an omniscient God will never conform to the places of our construction. Jesus is not limited by our limitations. Thomas's story reminds us of something else about this. That God expressed through Christ always has a preoccupation with the one. When Jesus appears to the disciples the first time, the majority of them were there. There was somebody missing, but the majority was there. Jesus could have said that having the majority was okay. Having a quorum was good enough. He could have just turned to the other disciples and said, y'all just let Thomas know that I stopped by. But Jesus has a preoccupation with the one. He had a preoccupation with the one in Luke chapter 15. The one sheep, the one coin, the one son. Jesus always goes out of his way for the one. And so a week later, he comes and he appears again to the disciples. And this time, Thomas is there. And he invites Thomas to do something that he had told Mary Magdalene not to do. He told Thomas to touch him. He invites Thomas to put his hands on me, feel me, feel the marks, feel the places in my side. And if we wanted to, I would imagine that we could we could think we can make up a story here and say that Jesus is showing favoritism. That maybe he likes the man disciple over the woman disciple. That maybe this is some sort of purity rule between men and women. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that that is what this is at all. I believe that because Jesus has a preoccupation with the one that he tailor makes our encounters with him according to our need that how Jesus needed to show up for Thomas just was not how he needed to show up for Mary. That how Jesus shows up for you is not always how Jesus needs to show up for me. It is because of his love for us his love for you and his love for me, that he has this preoccupation with being very specific, a preoccupation with being with the one. Franciscan priest and spiritual writer, Brennan Manning writes, when I get honest, I admit that I am a bundle of paradoxes. I believe and I doubt, I hope and I get discouraged, I love and I hate, I am trusting, and suspicious. And for me, Thomas represents the complexity of what it means to be human and Christian. And I think we have historically made a mistake in judging this man for his in-between season in John chapter 20. Thomas has a full life. A before, yes, an in-between and an after, which is which are full of ups and downs, successes and failures, and everything in between, and everything that any of us would ever experience if we follow Jesus long enough. It is in Thomas's in-between time 
that actually the best news comes to us. That Christ is not put off by our crisis. Instead, he very well might lean in, ask you to come on and inspect, to explore, to investigate what it is you really believe. The good news is that God is not limited by our limitations, that he cannot be constrained by anything we build, by any lock that we make. That when God wants to reach us, God will find a way. And for me, the best news of the night is that when God welcomes us, each one of us, he not only welcomes us, but he welcomes all of us even the twins.